0: Corp Corner Podcast. I'm Nick, here as always with my co-host Bianca. Bianca, what the hell are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, we're going to talk about some cool cocktails that, I shouldn't say cool, I should say absolutely bizarre cocktails that Nick and I have decided to concoct.
0: Hey, whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. whoa.
0: The cocktail that I picked, while it is something different than I've ever had before, was put together by our friend J.M. Hirsch. Okay. and his book shakes trained on so, so that's i don't normal. want to My, call it bizarre and weird. <laughs> but me. i haven't tried it yet Just so we'll me. see
1: okay we also are going to talk about a couple of recipes that we have tested recently and then we're going to get into a short segment with our friends at bear moose Brewing so nick why don't you get us started talking about this cocktail that you uh Look like you're enjoying. I'm pretty sure you are. Everything I've tried from JM Hirsch is good. So I'm going to assume it's good.
0: Starting with the cocktail so we can get started on drinking, although we already recorded a podcast tonight. So we've already, or at least I've already been drinking. I wanted to do a whiskey cocktail tonight. Shock. Shocker. <laughs> uh, so I started flipping through. I picked Shakespeare and Done off my bookshelf and I went to the whiskey section. And I marked, you can see, about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cocktails that I had the ingredients for on hand tonight that I wanted to try to make. Not all tonight. I will spread them out. But I did land on one.
1: That would be ambitious.
0: And it is called the French Sap. Nice. This one is warm with a fresh finish. Proceed with caution when using maple syrup as a sweetener, as it easily overpowers other ingredients. In this case, however, it is perfectly balanced with the peppery rye, as in rye whiskey, while the cognac adds a complexity that complements the maple and the egg white adds a light creaminess without feeling heavy. The ingredients, two and a half ounces of rye whiskey. I used Putnam rye from Boston Harbor Distilling. One ounce of cognac. I had some Remy Martin VSOP. Half ounce of maple syrup, Runamuck maple syrup. Do you see a trend here? Almost every ingredient has uh, incorporated one of our previous guests, so thank you, everyone.
1: You want up to me.
0: Um, A half ounce of egg whites, although we haven't had a chicken farmer, (laughs) rancher on yet. Those came from Hannaford.
1: Not quite yet.
0: A dash of Angostura bitters and ice cubes. In a cocktail shaker, combine the rye, cognac, maple syrup, egg white, and bitters. Shake with ice cubes, strain into a coupe. I don't have a coupe yet, so I just used a normal whiskey tumbler. Same. And it's not as pretty without the coop, but it sure is tasty. So I'm tasting this. It's very smooth. And the ingredients all blend together so well that if you handed me this without me knowing what was in it, I don't think I could tell you what was in it. It definitely is its own drink.
1: It's Um, not too boozy.
0: No, it's strong. It's two and a half ounces of rye whiskey, so it's pretty strong enough.
1: Is that maple syrup It it gets you? It's like sneaky in there. That's it,
0: yeah. It's sweet. Definitely got a lot of sweetness, but it's not like, I don't feel like I'm tasting just straight up maple syrup.
1: It's probably better than my cocktail.
0: Tell us about your cocktail, Bianca.
1: (laughs) No one wants to hear about this one.
0: I'm excited to hear about this one, especially (laughs) because you said it's so bizarre.
1: If anybody remembers, we did an episode, or I don't even know if it was an episode, but it was an Instagram post where Nick made a martini with pickled jalapenos. Well, I decided to make my favorite gin cocktail, which is Gin Fizz, and it's a recipe that I put together this summer it's a very easy recipe it's just gin tonic lemon juice and simple syrup
0: Who invented this
1: super easy i just yeah i mean it's only three ingredients so it was easy i just tossed some stuff together until it tasted tasted good you know
0: that's why i'm calling bluff when you invented it
1: it's i'm sure <laughs> the <universe. laughs> in the universe okay All right. and did,
0: I- did you name it the gin fizz
1: It's well, the gin fizz is a thing, but I made it with the empress gin. So it's purple.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah. So to throw it, throw it off (laughs) because I had none of the ingredients except for the gin. And that gin is, I think a little smoother and a little sweeter. And I just didn't really feel like I had the right ingredients for it. I decided to use the gin Farallon, uh, the holy wood and cask. Oh boy. Okay. So we use this gin. It's a good gin. It's a good gin. It's a very good gin. I did taste it before I made the cocktail. So we had two ounces of that in there. We got a half an ounce of simple syrup. We've got tonic water because that always is the thing you top it off with. And to really shake it up because I had no lemons and I had no limes and I had no lemon or lime juice. We used the juice from my pickled sweet peppers. It's very strange. <laughs> Those sweet peppers are delicious and I could drink the juice on its own. So that's, yeah, that's a whole nother story. But it's actually not half bad.
0: Now, from someone that's made cocktails with the brine juice from my jar of peppers before, yes. can make a pretty good cocktail.
1: It's not bad. It's I use too much of the juice. So I can't taste enough of the gin. So I did have to go back and add a little more gin and tonic and take out a little bit. Well, drink a little bit of the pepper. To but backpedal
0: uh, on my statement a little bit though. It's a weird combination. It's,
1: it's a weird combination.
0: So run me real quick, run me through the ingredients again. So holy wooden cask, on gin, pickle brine from sweet peppers.
1: Yes. Yep. What else? Tonic water.
0: Tonic water. So that doesn't and really add flavor. That's half
1: touching. an ounce of simple syrup. And
0: that's just sugar. So.
1: which retroactively I don't think I would have put in there because I think it's actually too sweet because the sweet peppers are semi-sweet it's not like drinking pickle juice it's they're a little sweeter anyway so I would probably not do the simple syrup maybe some sort of a bitter to bring out a little bit of a stronger taste but t- if you ever drink pickled pepper juice you know that it has a very distinct flavor so it actually is not bad at the gym I won't say it's bad it's not bad it's Probably needs to be worked on a little bit, just a little bit.
0: It wouldn't be, that wouldn't be my base liquor of choice for that. feel like that would go better with a tequila.
1: Probably. However, it is drinkable, and just to be extra, I did stick a couple of oregano sprigs on the top, so.
0: Wow, look at you.
1: We're not fancy fancy tonight.
0: It's pretty fancy with the oregano on top. It's a lot fancier than what I have it's sweet. The best part about this is that, as you can see in the camera here, it is almost the same color as a whiskey. I
1: thought so, it was whiskey when I saw it.
0: No, it's not. But you could look like you're drinking whiskey while you're really drinking on a nice, sweet... I mean, there is whiskey in it, to be honest, but it's a cocktail and it's very sweet. And uh, very tasty. Anyway.
1: Even though our special guest tonight is a brewer, Nick and I just... Totally left field and uh, got off another distiller. Listen, 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 listen. But
0: we don't have to match our cocktails to our Mm. guests. I don't think we need to do that.
1: I don't know if I'm cool enough to make a beer cocktail. I really don't. I don't know if I am. But I did make a beer recipe, which we were going to jump into next. So we can or not beer recipes, but recipes. Before
0: we do that, I have made one beer cocktail before.
1: Yeah, and I made it.
0: It was a some sort of variation of a dark and stormy that included beer. It was like ginger beer and lime and rum and regular beer.
1: I was gonna say ginger beer. I think
0: so. it was in it. No, it was re- regular beer in it too. Okay. And it had a sounds pi- a little odd too. I wanted to do a rum cocktail at that time because it was pirates and it had a piratey name to it. I don't remember what the name is this time. But I did it for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady Super Bowl last year, yeah. and it is a big week for that this week. So I might have to. I don't know if there I'm allowed go. to revisit that as a Patriots fan, though. Tom yeah. Brady coming back, but it's going to be a know. lot I of. Think, I
1: think it's going to be, be a lot love. of
0: conflicting. Of course we do. But what's going to happen? You're a Patriots fan or you're Tom Brady and Gronk fan?
1: Yeah, you going Who are you forward. gonna root for? There's no. You don't have to pick.
0: It's not going to end in a tie. So sure. you're either going to be happy one way and sad the other. or doesn't happy mean you can't still either.
1: enjoy watching them play.
0: No, I'm going to enjoy it. Probably. Maybe. It's going to be weird, though.
1: Just I'm drinking up remember. the cocktails and you won't even remember.
0: Yeah. Luckily, the game's not till 820, <laughs> so we'll be able to have plenty of a That's head right. start.
1: That's exactly right.
0: So to get you back on your train there. You mentioned a food recipe that you came up with that actually has beer in it. So go this ahead. This is my and first time
1: making a recipe from scratch. So I didn't use any recipe, I made my own. I figured the easiest thing to try this with was chili because you can't really screw up chili if you use the right base ingredients. So, you know, if you've ever made a chili before, you kind of know. I just. I don't know.
0: I don't kind of know. Tell me what the base ingredients are. Am in I chili? Yeah.
1: Well, it depends what kind of chili you're making, but if you're making a traditional like darker chili, you got tomatoes, you got beef broth. And then for my base, instead of using more of the broth, I used a can of Fiddlehead IPA and seems a little weird, but not really. I don't think And I I have heard wine's good in chili, but I just really had this IPA that you gave me. Sit in the fridge, and I say, you know what, I'm just going to put some of this, I drank the other half of it, but I did put eight ounces in the pot, because it was a big can. And uh, it was really good.
0: If I recall, I believe that was Fiddlehead second fiddle double IPA, right? It
1: was, yeah. Yep. And I thought it would be weird putting beer in there, but I that's, had That's If
0: you're going to put any you know, beer in there, that's a pretty strong, like, flavored beer to put in there.
1: You would be surprised. It was probably one of the best chilies that I've had. It will go live on our website when the website's up and running again. So you'll get to, you can try it at home, but it was definitely one of my favorite chilies I've ever had. And I made it. So it might be a little biased. It had a lot of spices. It had really, really good flavor. And Paul and I always put tons of toppings on it, you know, avocado and cheese and, Lots of red onion, because I prefer red onion to yellow onion when it's in a dish like that. And ground beef. It's very good.
0: The only thing that I've cooked from scratch this week, and I guess this will be
1: the recipe. This is the only thing I've ever cooked from scratch. (laughs) Ever.
0: Well, for like an actual recipe. I I don't know if I do that a ton either. But a lot of times I'll just improvise and I'll just throw a bunch of spices in a pot with whatever I'm making. Hope it works. Yep. And it usually does.
1: It usually does.
0: Two things today. Actually, that changes it up. I did two this week. I made chicken, which I do on pretty much a weekly basis. I go, I buy a whole chicken, and I roast it in the oven in a big pot, and I cover it. Nice coating of butter See get a nice crispy skin, salt, pepper, and what I used this week was this spice rub that I have called Cajun foreplay. Um, that's uh, like a Cajun spice rub. It's got peppers and different things. And that makes a very tasty chicken. And the heat that I cooked it on was, I believe, 375. If I'm not mistaken. takes a couple hours to get it up to temperature. Go up to that 165. And you'll never have a more perfectly cooked, uh nice moist chicken than when you do it like that it was it's so perfect i took a bite of it and i looked at alex i was like this is the best chicken i've ever had i've never put chicken like this i've never made it like that before it was the best but to keep rolling on that train as well i make peppers not peppers potatoes i make potatoes two different things um and these are my typical go to breakfast potatoes i got the yellow Gold Yukon potatoes. I cube them up nice and small.
1: We all like potatoes.
0: Yep. Put them in a little skillet, little frying pan with some olive oil, salt, pepper. But this week I decided to change up instead of just doing salt and pepper like I normally do. Garlic powder, onion powder, cumin, coriander, salt, and black pepper. And then saute them up for a bit, high heat, get them a little bit crispy on the outside. Turn down the heat to like medium on the stovetop. Put a cover on, on them. Just let them sit there and get nice and steamed up and nice and soft. And then turn back up the heat after a little bit, like 10 minutes or so. Crisp them back up again. Threw it in breakfast burritos with some eggs and some cheese and some tortillas. Speaking of which, I need to find somewhere that I can get good like Mexican restaurant big burrito tortillas that actually wrap well and stick, you know, the good stuff because they don't make them like that in the supermarkets around here. So I got to find a place that I can get those.
1: But make your own.
0: I thought of it. Good. Although that is uh, something I've never done before. I'm kind of nervous about it. I don't know if I have the proper equipment to make tortillas.
1: You probably need like a crepe pan, right? I don't know. What else would you make them? Like one of those big flat, I don't know. I know nothing about tortillas.
0: I don't know. That's why I haven't made them. You Wish should I could it. tell you.
1: That's your next task. you, you got to figure it designed. out.
0: But for an actual recipe that I'm bringing in here, and I know we discussed this one slightly right before we jumped on here, because you decided you were going to pick a recipe that you were going to make and you decided on almost the exact same thing that I was going to make today. So I found a no need skillet focaccia bread that is two cups of all-purpose flour, half teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of dry instant yeast, which I didn't have, and rosemary, which I also didn't have. So I did not make this yet because I have to go buy those ingredients. Three quarts of a cup of lukewarm water and three tablespoons plus three teaspoons of extra virgin olive oil and flaky sea salt. And it looked delicious. And that is the next thing that I will be making once I get the ingredients. And what was the bread that you found is, that you uh, thought was so unique that you wanted to try making?
1: It. I didn't think it was unique. It just looks good. It's a rosemary and olive oil bread, and it's also for dummies like myself who can't make a sourdough. So it's a. Uh, you know, anybody who knows me knows I've tried to make sourdough umpty nine times, and I've continued to fail over and over again. So, we will be making a no need. White bread with rosemary and olive oil.
0: It sounds ex- almost exactly like.
1: It's not a focaccia it. though, so it's. I why? Think
0: it's, why isn't it a focaccia?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure a focaccia is a different style of bread. It's more of like a flat, bubbly bread. This bread is more of like a loaf.
0: So basically, you're just not flattening it out in the pan like I am.
1: Yeah, it's just the way it's cooked.
0: It's so different.
1: My guess would be that a focaccia is more fluffy.
0: I always thought focaccias had cheese on them. I was shocked to discover that. I thought that they did it also. Maybe that's just different focaccias that we've had. I don't know. Nobody
1: said you couldn't put cheese on it. I mean, cheese makes everything better.
0: i not going to disagree it's, it's with you just there.
1: A, it's just a fact. I mean, you can't deny it.
0: So, that's, uh, we both came up with some good recipes this week. We've both had some drinks in us, but I have found some fun food news topics for us to talk about this week. Oh boy. And I want to get your reactions on Okay. So let's start with this one. McDonald's every now and again, they bring this back. A lot of these fast food restaurants do this where they'll release an item and then pull it back and take it away. And then they'll have a big event. Hey, it's back. Like six months later and it's all a big surprise and everyone's happy and everyone rushes out and goes by, goes and by it's remember Popeye's chicken sandwich, uh, Burger King came out with a fancy chicken sandwich. Taco Bell is infamous for this, with their nacho fries uh, with the release and re-release. But I think the OG release and re-release is the McRib from McDonald's. And McDonald's is bringing back the McRib again for its 40th anniversary. And I wanted to ask you, Bianca, have you ever had a McRib? I don't
1: eat fast food. That's a big statement. Okay, so I eat, technically I eat fast food. I eat Starbucks and Dunkin'. And I like Wendy's on occasion, but I don't eat at McDonald's. The only thing I've ever really got at McDonald's is fries. So I have not had McRib. So
0: you don't don't not eat fast food. You just go to McDonald's and just get fries.
1: I'm very selective and I know I wouldn't go buy them myself. It'd be like if somebody else was going, I'd be like, just get me fries.
0: Well, you, know you need to uh, step up your fast food game because you're not going to like any of these stories because they are all pertaining to fast food. I also don't really like way. ribs.
1: So I don't know if I'd like the McRib. I'd much prefer like a short rib.
0: I'm calling bullshit on that. You don't like ribs.
1: If you never notice. I never eat ribs at barbecues.
0: I don't know how many barbecues I've had with you or you've had.
1: You've made ribs ribs and I have tried them because you made them, but I just, they're messy and I prefer to just eat the meat off. Okay.
0: Okay. So you don't not like ribs. You don't like to get messy.
1: Yeah. That is a process to eat. If I have to go through a whole process to eat it, I really want to do
0: it. Just worry (laughs) about that later. How do you think I feel with this? I think it's not a process to clean this out after I eat anything. You ever seen I, after that's, a bag that's why pictures? I've chosen
1: to shave lately. You know, I just try to is keep stuff out of my beard. Yeah. The beard has got a lot of hand. It's a little well, tough.
0: I guess we'll keep rolling on with these fast food stories. Now I know one thing that you can relate to that you might like is smartphones because you're always on social media. You run our Instagram account. I know you have a hard time pulling yourself away from that cell phone of yours. But what if I told you that you could be the new owner of a Wendy's smartphone? (laughs) You did say you like Wendy's sometimes.
1: Is it an iPhone?
0: It is a Wendy's smartphone.
1: It's not an iPhone, though.
0: It is not, but it is a red-colored phone.
1: A Wendy's iPhone, maybe.
0: Hold on. It features a 6.4-inch touchscreen a rear-facing triple camera system, and a fingerprint sensor on the back.
1: I don't know why Wendy's wants to have a smartphone.
0: Well, the fun thing about it is that it integrates. Instead of having a Siri in it, you have Wendy in it. And you can use it to order (laughs) your food straight from the Wendy's mobile app. Of course. Just with the touch of a button.
1: Wow. That's exactly what I've always wanted.
0: So they're giving this away on Twitter. Uh, All you have to do is go on Twitter and, I don't know, whatever you have to do to kind of give away on it. I've never won anything like that. But the bottom line is you could have a sweet Wendy's phone that will allow you to order your Wendy's with the touch of a button pretty soon if you're the lucky winner of this device. Now, to be fair, they did not invent this phone. It is a Samsung Galaxy S11 with the Wendy's skin on it and a special operating system that's redone to make it a Wendy's device and everything about it just screams that beautiful red and white. We don't cut corners. Uh, And that's probably why they chose to go with Samsung because they don't cut corners and the phones are better than the iPhones. I could see myself having a Wendy's phone.
1: You also had a Samsung though. So I feel like you're a little biased.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I get to leave the iPhone life and go back to my Samsung, which I like better. And then with the quick touch of the button on the side, I could have myself a Baconator and some fries and a Dr. Pepper and snap.
1: You probably get really fat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Way
1: too much Wendy's. No, I like Wendy's sometimes. But that sounds like too much Wendy's, I think. Wendy's is like a drunken night kind of outing for me. So it's
0: so if you are choosing fast food, let's say you don't have a choice. You have to get fast food. You're out on a long drive, late at night. All that's open are the fast food joints.
1: That's happened. Yep.
0: Do you get a burger or a chicken sandwich?
1: I've never had a burger at a fast food restaurant.
0: So you're a chicken sandwich.
1: So I yeah. always get a chicken sandwich, specifically the bacon Asiago ranch at Wendy's. Always the same sandwich.
0: You know what you could use to order that sandwich?
1: No, my new smartphone.
0: <laughs> new smartphone. That
1: I'm gonna win. You and, get on uh, that Twitter yeah.
0: when it, but I, you might be excluded because I believe they're only releasing them in Canada.
1: No, yeah. well that's and jump that's over not, the border. That's pretty rude because
0: maybe there's not bad. as many fat people up there.
1: Okay, <laughs> maybe not. Don't have to worry about the obesity epidemic.
0: Now, if I had to give you a choice, chicken sandwich or taco, what would you choose?
1: From where?
0: Just answer my question.
1: Is it fast food taco? Yes. I'm not going to Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: What if I told you? Oh, that boy. You no longer have to choose between a chicken sandwich <laughs> and a taco. <laughs> because Taco Bell has released a chicken sandwich taco. This beautiful, beautiful delectable food item has a nice... <laughs> Let me...
1: Is it like one half of a bun with like a half of a chicken patty on it?
0: It has pillowy bread uh, that heard. reminds you of a pleasantly chewy pita or a listed, toasted toasted bowel bun. Uh there's briny pickled okay. jalapenos uh that distinguish the like spicy it. version from the regular. That you can get a regular without the jalapenos in it. Um yeah. It's delicious, delicious fried chicken from the trusty taco bell that we know I frequent. Slapped into a nice fluffy pillowy bun. And then Kilo-y served.
1: Pillowy bun sounds nice and hungry. And then
0: served so. like a taco. The perfect food. For eating while you're driving in a car because last time i went to a mcdonald's last week and i got a burger i was in the dark and i'm driving and i when i was sitting in the car i was eating it and all of the ketchup and mustard without me knowing was falling all over my lap and all over my seat nice. out of the back end that would not happen with the taco bell chicken taco
1: i'm sure it wouldn't
0: and to sweeten the pot pretty oh. soon our final food news of the day you can soon pay for your taco bell with dogecoin there's pay, a
1: I, soon you're going to be able to pay for everything with dogecoin so yeah
0: that's the goal of new partnership between crypto payment processor BitBay and verifone inc
1: i'm sure it is you
0: will be able to go to any of these large national chains and use your crypto to buy whatever you wish specifically a cheesy gordita crunch
1: that's exactly what i want is to if you go day. at
0: breakfast time Buy you can get
1: or need a crunch with dough. coins
0: if you go to breakfast time you can get yourself a breakfast crunch wrap some steak or you could do a sausage one it's d- delicious stuff You're missing out no you don't bet because you don't go <laughs> you specifically said to me about five minutes ago as long as it's not taco bell because you won't go to taco bell
1: Ta- I don't know. We I mean, used Nailed to, get, a, all used to get the mall Taco Bell and, when we were younger and I just, it threw me off and I've never wanted Taco Bell.
0: That Taco Bell was just as good as it is now, if not better.
1: Okay. I'll take your word for it. Just because the, the meat
0: comes out of a tube doesn't mean it's not meat.
1: See, I'm, I looked this up once and it said that their meat did not in fact come out of a tube. So I don't know if that's even true anymore.
0: Well, it came out of a bag for sure like one of those <laughs> things that they use to uh put icing on a cake you know you squeeze up that bag cut off the end and so they got it around
1: out. the tube technicality yeah version.
0: i mean i'm okay. sure it's i'm sure All it's ground right. beef i'm sure it's not like fake beef but they're putting it in this thing and they're squeezing it out and they can put it perfectly in line put it in a nice hard taco shell inside a nice gordita soft shell Put some cheese in between, heat it up, put some spicy mayo on it and some lettuce. You hear what I'm going with this? You know what I'm describing? No. The perfect food item. Best thing ever made.
1: Cheesy Gordita Crunch.
0: There you go. You just said it. This just in Bianca (laughs) thanks. The cheesy Gordita (laughs) Crunch is the perfect food item.
1: Breaking news.
0: Breaking news. That's gonna be the headline.
1: Although I will try your cheesy Gordita Crunch so. Let's not completely rule it out as one of the best food items because I will still try yours and maybe it maybe that's it. Maybe it's the best. I don't know.
0: Maybe, maybe. But it didn't come from this brain. I just copied it so I could enjoy it more often. Came from the beautiful, beautiful minds out there in the Taco Bell Test kitchens. Of course. Same minds that brought you the chicken fries and the same minds that brought you the crispy. Chicken sandwich taco.
1: But not the same minds that are, I don't know, brewers can be kind of crazy, but you know, not the same minds are going to be taking us into our cool IPAs and our really neat brews. They're no, a little different. They're but not as fun.
0: But those minds, I'm sure, I'm sure are fueled by Taco Bell. Uh,
1: that's you know what? Next time we have a brewer on, I'm gonna ask them, what's your favorite? What's your favorite fast food? And if they say Taco Bell, I give you 50 bucks.
0: <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> we'll I'm gonna see. I'm gonna hand we'll select see. I'm gonna hand select our next brewer guest. I'm gonna find a Taco Bell lover.
1: Oh well, that's cheating. I'm gonna yeah. find the most random brewer and figure we're gonna I might even retroactively go back and ask somebody else. What's your favorite fast food and just see what they say? I
0: don't know if I like this game. I don't know if there's enough Taco Bell lovers.
1: I don't know. I bet there are. It's too late to ask him, but we will be segueing into our episode right after this.
0: Well, anyway, thank you all for listening and uh, enjoy this coming up interview with Drew from Bear Moose.
1: And enjoy a beer while you're listening to it. Corner podcast. Today we are excited to welcome Drew Gilman from Bear Moose Brewing in Everett, Massachusetts. If you can introduce yourself and tell us more about your background and how you got started, that would be awesome.
2: Yep, um, I'm Drew Gilman, uh, owner of Bear Moose Brewing. Um, how did I get started? So I've been brewing since a sophomore in college. Uh, I figured out uh, oh, if I can't buy beer, I can brew it. Uh, so I started doing that. i um, started with a with a small homebrew kit um did the extract brewing, moved to all grain um get a little more into it and eventually that uh, hobby turned into a profession
0: that's awesome so you've been doing this for a while now um what <laughs> were the first i guess styles of beer that you started brewing when you were homebrewing and um
2: yeah so ales um they're easy um i didn't do my first logger until the, right before I open, um, honestly, because uh, without temperature control, um, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get a good product. Um, so ales, but you know, you, you, you can do you know, hundreds of different styles. So, you know, keep yourself busy for years.
1: And, and bear uh, mousse is an interesting combination. And so is your yep. local. We got a little, uh, fused animal there so what is the story behind the logo and how did you come up with that
2: yeah so so come to find out it's actually a thing so so bear and moose kind of go together um so my parents have two dogs right uh, bear and moose and i'm like all right you know looking for a name when, when you start up uh bit of a challenge right so i'm like okay yeah bear moose, that sounds cool um then i've had people and i'll, I'll get somebody maybe once a month to come in um uh, we'll come in and be like hey my dogs are bear and moose or my cats are bear and moose or, my kids nicknames are bear and moose um or i love moose i love bears yeah you know, that kind of thing so i'm like i had no idea of the thing
0: <laughs> um, it definitely uh catches on gives you a yeah. cool logo so yeah thank you a fun one uh how long have you guys been around as a brewery now
2: um yeah just a little over two years so so two and a four years, yes, we opened in uh, June, late June of 2019, so, yep. yeah, so we had, we had a couple of months before the pandemic.
0: <laughs> awesome, and when you opened, did you have a particular type of beer that you wanted to kind of be your general style that you do, like, did you go for more of those ales and stick kind of where you started with, or uh, you know, a lot of these typical East Coast breweries, a lot of them are doing, it's crazy right now, IPAs and double IPAs, like that's what's in style. Do you do more of that stuff or more traditional ales? Yeah, so so I'm, I'm a bit of a
2: traditionalist, um, as it is uh, with, with my brewing style. Uh, when we opened, um, the main goal is really to have a bit of variety. So a New England IPA, a pale ale, um, a stout, a porter, um, like an amber and a brown, or- Recall um, a handful of beers, but um, you know, little little bit of something for everybody. Uh, one thing that I've learned is people just have varying tastes, you know, and, and somebody likes this, but they don't like that, and you know, vice versa. Um, I've since expanded, so I've, I've, I have a couple of new England IPAs. I actually have a couple of loggers that I've done. I have an October Fest that I that I just put on uh, for, for the season. Um, the Pillsner that I did over over the summer. Um, I like some of the Belgians, so I do a sour, like, like a uh, lambic style, um, you know, Belgian saison, this and that. So, so I'm kind of all over the place, uh, getting into some of the darker beers right now, just for the time of year. Um, but then I'll start to rip a little bit, you know, try out some new things, uh, do some experimental batches over the next couple months.
1: All of so, which sound very good. And I know Nick's visited yeah. before, so Nick has feeling for the tap room. And we've heard uh, all sorts of great things from other people. Uh, but one thing is the Everett community has really been bustling when it comes to distilleries and breweries and all sorts yep. of craft spirits. Yep. So what what is your favorite part about being in that community? I know you started there and it's still relatively building um, and it's always something new popping up.
2: Yeah, there's always something new. Um, my favorite part, I think it's the camaraderie um, and just being able to walk into one of the smart places and just talk to one of the owners, um, just like, you know, we're all on the same, same level. Um, we all respect each other we all know each other So, uh, help each other out. So it's, you know, it's a close community. So, um, that's it. That's my favorite part. Yeah.
0: It's awesome. And, uh, it's a really, really nice spacious location that you have in there. Tell us a little bit about that, how you landed on that spot, uh, to start the brewery.
2: Yeah. Um, it's a Craigslist ad um, for a warehouse space. Um, <laughs> it's a warehouse space Call Tom. So, um, but Everett, you know, being Everett with uh, with the other breweries, at least when we openly had down the road, um, we had Mystic over in Chelsea, uh, Night shift on up, uh, Idle Hands, not too far from here up in Baldwin. So, so being in this area, Everett it would be, is obviously desirable on um, to kind of be a part of, of, you know, the brewery scene that's, that's kind of popping up here. Um you know, because people will come, we'll go to one brewery and kind of hop around. So, um, so it was a bit of luck uh, getting in here, but yeah, mostly luck, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, being in Everett's awesome. Um, could been, been ask for a better location.
0: And to dig into the uh, tap list a little bit, do you have any beers that are staples that are always on your menu, or is it always a rotating selection?
2: Yeah, no. Um, so I have uh, the Dew Dropper, which is my favorite and I'll brew it for myself year-round because I like to drink it. Um, so I brew that for myself and it's actually become our flagship, um, it's our most popular beer, honestly. Um, and then I'll have a couple of New England IPAs. So I'll flip-flop between uh, Galactic Cays and Hop Train, which are uh, newer, newer New England IPAs that I've put on that uh, people seem to like. So uh, I think that Galactic is a little more popular than Hop Train um, and then uh, then I'll keep you legal for on year round because I actually have people come in like all, all throughout the year. They're like, Oh, you know, I don't like light beers. I just like dark beer stuff. Yeah. Just to keep something on. <laughs> My but girlfriend's
0: definitely that way as well. Whenever yeah. we go, we have a, I'm up here in Maine. We have a local yeah. brewery called mass landing and they make a peanut butter milk stout. And that's the that's only beer she'll drink. So Whenever oh, cool. we go out, that's like, that's the one she jumps to. Cause she yeah. likes that. It's more of a dessert, you know, it's sweet. It's not really it it's super hoppy right. or anything like that. And um, right. for someone that's not into that that's a good go-to yep. beer so it's nice to have that always in the menu
2: oh yeah 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 and then then everything else that just gotta kind of rotate around or all rip on uh, yeah try, try to keep the variety there um, and i saw
0: right now you have one called oh my gourd that's a pumpkin spice ale that's uh that's <laughs> a nice yeah. seasonal one for this time of the year how's that one yeah. been doing
2: it's uh it's been doing well i'm actually brewing it right now so uh, i'm just at the boil stage um so I'm waiting, waiting for the uh, the war to boil right now. So, yeah, so I've been doing that all day. But um, yeah, no, it's been selling well. It's uh, it's the most popular beer we have this time of the year. Um, we'll we'll rip right through it. Um,
1: People love pumpkin.
2: <laughs> and, and I'm not well, I'm biased, but I think mine's mine's pretty good.
0: <laughs> there you go. And uh, another thing that I love about your brewery and the space that you have there is the dog friendliness. So I yep. know this is a big uh, week for you. Coming this weekend, you had I think it was called the Dog on Weekend. You're going to have some yep. different dog events, and you're friendly yep. inside outside for people to bring their dogs. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, we are. So, so we don't serve food, so we we can have dogs uh, inside. Kind of, kind of a little niche for us, um, being one of the only or few breweries in the area, at least north of Boston, that all allow dogs. You know, in January, February, when it's cold out, um, so people can come with their dogs. We have dog bowls, dog water. I think we have some doggy treats that we give out um so yeah definitely dog friendly and then um so we're kind of capitalizing on that this weekend so uh we came up with a couple of events that that we're going to do friday and saturday we were going to go all weekend but then we realized sunday was uh the patriot uh, the patriots uh, buccaneers game we're like a uh, not compete with that so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh, but friday um we were gonna have um a uh, new beer release so I, I brewed two beers for for this weekend so a um a chocolate stout spring called the uh, black lab chocolate stout um and then brown ale so the brown beagle brown ale uh so will release those on friday and then saturday we'll have um, a caricature guy come in um to get a caricature with your dog um i'm gonna have a photo shoot and i'm just looking at the at the event board and then uh so doggy costume contest photo shoot yeah Um, and then we'll have a couple people come in to give us some, uh, samples of food. Um, I think we'll have a rescue come in, um, for a couple of dogs to show, uh, hand out some information. So trying to make a thing out of it. So come check it out.
1: Doggy costume. that sounds fun. I don't have a dog, so I don't know if it'd be a little weird for me to pop in (laughs) there, but I mean, I might come anyway. (laughs) Rent a dog for the day.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. you, all,
1: <laughs> you also mentioned that you have an Oktoberfest. And we're talking about doggy costumes. So we're getting towards Halloween. Uh, yeah. October is this weekend, which is absolutely crazy. But when it comes to Oktoberfest, it's so big in the brewing space. Are you doing anything else for the fall? And do you usually see a lot more attraction of people coming in for Oktoberfest and for Halloween?
2: Um. <laughs> So this will be the first year that I put an Oktoberfest on. Um uh, that's the first time I've ever actually ever brewed it. I will do an actual Oktoberfest event next year because um, I think we're already past that. Um, but for October, we're actually partnering up with some of the other breweries, um, Aeronaut, which is in Everett now, um, Night Shift, Bone Up, and then Short Path, the Distiller. So we're, we're gonna kind of team up and do um whole beer crawl. Um, so, uh, and it's gonna be Halloween weekend. So what we're gonna do is, uh, each uh, each brewery will curate a flight of beers and then pair them with a piece of candy, and then we'll have a little grab bag of uh, little little knickknacks that people can grab on their way out and get a little stamp on a card. So, yeah, so trying trying to make an event out of that too.
1: Yeah, with so many good breweries in the area, that sounds yeah. like it'd be perfect perfect fit oh, for yeah. really anybody. And there's, I feel like there's apartments and condos and homes yep. popping up all over the place. So you're gonna have quite the crowd.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, some people will walk around, and you know, I'm sure some people will dress up, so that would be cool.
0: Definitely. You'll yeah, have I, to have a uh, free beer giveaway for the best <laughs> costume that you see come through.
1: You're going to have to dress up, too, though. You have a costume already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I'm terrible at coming up with costumes. Um, I, I'm a brewer.
1: <laughs> I mean, it fits. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody, you started home brewing pretty early uh, yeah. for all sorts of reasons, fun reasons. but. It, for anybody who's thinking about starting to get into home brewing, we've talked about this on our podcast a little bit, but it's been a while. What would be your quick advice for somebody who's thinking about starting to brew at home?
2: It's easy. Um, so it's it's way easier. You just need to get the kit. So the kit, if I would recommend going to a home brew store to get the uh, starting with the extracts, get the five gallon kit. I think it's uh, just looking around to see if I have my buckets. Um, but there are a couple out there, I think. Uh, uh, brewer's best you know this for that but one of those kits has everything you need uh, you get the extract you get the hops these um take about an hour or two and, and two weeks later you have some pretty good beer um you know and, and those are actually pretty cool and they've come a long way uh since i started doing it so um the kits are you know get the variety at least that you have out there um which is pretty pretty cool um you know there's some great homebrew stores right around boston as well i think going up into Woburn um and then on cambridge uh if you're in the area uh great place to hit up um and it's not expensive i think i spent a hundred bucks to get started so there you go um that a
1: long way for you
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. hundred uh, bucks to a nice warehouse
2: <laughs> exactly yeah right <laughs> what would what, what, uh, what, what do you guys like for beers um what, what are some of your favorite styles
0: so i started my i guess beer journey that really got me into tasting craft beers was actually blue moon the belgian okay. so that yeah. kind of sprung me down this path That all right there's got to be there's something to this let me try some different ones so i started looking yep. more locally um being from boston but from melrose uh night shifts is a local one that i started with years ago uh yep. whirlpool became one of my favorites that's definitely yep. a staple in yeah, my fridge. Solid. um yeah. and then from there kind of grew and grew and i've you know kind of tried whatever i always try something new i'll have like that uh, moosehead lager actually up here in Maine. I noticed I haven't, yeah know if that's common down there, but I'll usually yeah. keep some of that as just like an easy, you know, drinking lager to have, and then I'll have mm-hmm. it rotating kind of seasonally with whatever I'm feeling that's, at the time, yeah. Um, but tr- right now I've been definitely leaning towards more of the traditional styles and kind of got a little fatigued with the IPAs and everything, so it's been more pilsners and things that are going to be yep. taken out my fridge. So, oh,
2: yeah, all totally. yeah,
1: I love sour beers. And lighter. Yeah, okay. I like, yeah. I like some IPAs, nothing too crazy heavy, um, but I do occasionally indulge in a dark ale, which is always a, a good fall, winter.
2: Yep,
1: yep. Yeah,
2: if you, if you come check it out, so I do a sour once a year, um, every June, so I'll put, put, um, uh, two kegs out, uh, it's kind of our anniversary beer, um, and, and kind of riff, riff on the sour a little bit, um, and kind of just you know sour hour version 1 version 2 uh version 3 will be coming up next june so yeah um it's a it's a good one um, and I, I actually just picked up a couple of barrels from uh, short path the distillery um gin barrels which i'm thinking about utilizing for for uh, a sour for next year so uh,
1: that's pretty yeah, cool that'd be cool yeah yeah it's um, it's cool to hear about different um not necessarily like infusions, but the way yeah. that spirits and, and brewers and even winemakers now are able to yep. kind of use products from other lines and
2: oh, yeah, kind of yeah.
1: transform them into their own.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, that's it, that's what the industry is. It's really cool. You know, a bunch of guys just making a lot of alcohol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being <laughs> a whiskey fan, see a lot of that as well yeah. cool with, uh, you know, a lot of the, scotches and everything they're all done in old whiskey barrels and you know whether you're adding sherry cast or anything you can really change the flavor and i've yep. seen a lot of beers that are done in whiskey i've even might have probably i've yep. had a cider in tequila but gin yep. is definitely a new one so
2: yeah but, yeah gin yeah so so i I'd probably do either a sour or a light beer and flavor of berries because it was a uh, a main blueberry gin so uh sorry, i'm just going to check on my boil uh, <laughs> but you're coming with
0: all right we're getting the inside scoop yep (laughs) so so looking okay awesome so before we uh wrap up here why don't you tell us where people can find you online on your website and social media and what they can find there yep
2: um so our website bearmissbrewing.com so have uh keep it pretty simple so just kind of one page uh with beers that we currently have on tap um and then the events that we have coming up um kind of, you know, and then some information about the tap room, you know, pets, uh, parking, this and that we have a bit of a tight park, parking, parking, uh, parking lot. So, um, we will fill up usually on Saturdays, uh, Friday, Saturdays, but, um, but all that information is on there, uh, how to contact us for that or events, um, if you want to host anything at the tap room, just and that, our uh, social media. So bear Moose brewing, uh, for Facebook and then bear moves, for right um and a lot of our information goes 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 through there as well um you know we we, we try to post and keep post daily and keep people updated on uh what's going on at Tap um we actually have some pinball machines coming in uh two weeks and then uh hoops you know uh hoop game coming in next week so uh trying trying to expand our, our uh, entertainment uh if you will awesome uh, you know keep people coming back
0: great yeah. that'll be a lot of fun can't wait to come visit yeah. tap Room again yeah no that'll be fun thank you so much for coming on taking the time to talk to us tonight we had a lot of fun uh and yeah. again can't wait to come visit and try some of those different beers that you got coming out and i definitely have to try your pumpkin spice ale now you say it's the best so <laughs>
2: it, 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 it's it's better than shipyard um <laughs> uh, and we've got, we, we put a caramel cinnamon sugar rim on it uh, oh, wow. come to the the it
1: sounds delicious stuff. all right
2: yeah i'm on my so. way <laughs> all
0: right <laughs> sounds good <laughs> have a good night thank well, you all right thanks nice guys.